being honest with yourself, understanding your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, understanding what you provide to people. You have to take that ego and use it to your advantage, but not let it be the crippling effect to you. The maximum power that you can have is at this particular moment, at this particular time. This is the Coaches Council. We are six elite coaches dedicated to serving and ending personal struggle for high performers in business, health, and relationships. As a collective, we have built and helped build six, seven, and eight-figure businesses, dominated multiple industries, coached and played in pro sports leagues, and developed the strongest, most intimate relationships. This isn't your average podcast. It's for the hungry, the dedicated, the doers, for those that have a dream and truly want that dream to become their everyday reality. Those that want to take action, leave their ego at the door, and own every level of their life. If that's you, then step into the Coach's Council as we rewrite the truths to living a high-performance life. Welcome back to another week of the Coach's Council. We are here today to really discuss the opportunities that are out there because, uh, guys, you got to face it as it is. You can't walk through your garden and see all these weeds and just put the blinders up say there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, and just hope that your path behind you looks nice. You got to look down, you got to see there's weeds, you got to use your hands, be grateful that you have them, and rip them right out and face it head on. And that's what we're going to do today. So guys, with this whole thing, I know we've been dealing with a lot of our clients lately. We've been dealing with a lot of our own businesses. What are the ways and where do we see the opportunities that we can really start to innovate, that we can start to change what it is that we're doing so that we can find those uh, where our tiger client, where our target client is, we can pull that servant heart out that we have and really be a leader in this space to help drive the economy, to help drive the change, to help people around us win, so that ultimately we all win. Brian, what have you been seeing, and what uh, what opportunities have you been able to uh, capitalize on to innovate? You know, so this has been a big opportunity for us. Uh, one of the biggest things that we've seen is the opportunity to coach people all over the world. And, you know, we've been, we're a brick and mortar facility. We train people locally within a five to 10 mile radius. And since we built an online training center the last month and a half now, um, the craziest thing is, is when the first person signed up who lived in uh, Pennsylvania, then that sparked somebody else in Texas, then it sparked somebody else who was in England who now became part of our stuff. And so it now created a new opportunity saying, hey, we can train and coach people all over the world. We can see them live, we can coach them, we can do this. And so it became an opportunity that, hey, this is a new path we can go down while still serving our clients. And so I think that's what we're gonna find in this process. And you don't know those things. That actually wasn't our first intention. Our first intention to create the online platform was for retention to take care of our current clients. And when you see that you've satisfied that, now you see there's an opportunity to really expand and grow. And there's problems and there's obstacles that go into that. So I don't say this as, oh, we're killing it. Everything's fine and dandy. <laughs> we're like starting a brand new business, which anybody knows it's really hard. You've got a lot of challenges that you're faced with now. You've got roles and responsibility that worked great on your team in a brick and mortar, but, but some of those people, the roles and responsibility don't work so great in the online space because it's a completely different beast. And so, you know, one thing that, that Craig talked about last episode was having difficult conversations and being transparent and setting expectations. And the more that you can do that, and it all comes down to, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, the way that you operate, your values. And so those will never change ever. Those should never change, but your landscape, your environments, those are going to change all the time. 
So as long as you know, saying, hey, I already know the landscape I'm playing in today is going to be different than what I'm going to be playing in a month from now, nine years from now, nine months from now. But as long as I'm staying true to how I'm going to operate, I'm going to serve people authentically. We're going to play a passion. We're going to practice what we preach. We're going to consistently communicate. We're going to take care of people. We know the, how we're going to operate. Then you just find new ways of, of operating along the way. I mean, you, you nailed it on the head. It's, it's about being able to reinvent yourself in a completely new way while staying true to who you are and staying true to the core values, the talents, the purpose that you've been driven in for so long. And Craig, you've talked about this so many times as well, is during this time is a big time to network, a massive time to network, a massive time to collaborate. I mean, that's, that's how we have come together and, and started with the coaches council to provide massive value to everybody out there to, to end that sense of struggling, to, to be able to come and get massive value from people. What are the networking opportunities and how does somebody do that? Somebody who uh, is an introvert, is worried about uh, being turned down, is worried about uh, their ego, is worried about um, their, their position of power. How, how do you tap into that and get into this networking space that really allows you to open up new doors that really you would have never thought of before? This is an incredible opportunity. And as an introverted type person, I was building a massive network 20 years ago when we were just doing email newsletters and stuff like that. And so the way that I tell people to work, this is a really specific writer downer for people listening. So unless you're, um, you know, if you're driving a car, don't write this down. Unless you're driving a Tesla, then you can probably do it. But what you need to do is take out a piece of paper and you're going to have three columns. And you're going to have the names of people that you want to connect with in the left-hand column. In the middle, you're going to have, how can I add value to this person? And then on the right side, you would have the, uh, the ask that you're going to make from this person. And so it's very strategic in the networking. And you can do this reaching out on LinkedIn. You can do this reaching out through email. You can do this reaching out on Instagram. You will be surprised at the people that will respond through an Instagram direct message even if they have hundreds of thousands of followers, it's probably the best way to communicate with people who you think might be out of your reach. But again, we're going and giving first. I would you know, recommend as either sending a book or sending them a link like, hey, John, just found this article on you know, sales in your industry at this time. Just thought it would help. Great to connect. You can do that. Then they'll come back and they'll say, hey, thanks. Is there anything I can do to help you? And then you may feel comfortable asking for a connection. Or you may say, hey, would you want to jump on the phone for five minutes? And you know, during this period of downtime, we can network and figure out how we can help one another. You may do that through cold reach out on LinkedIn. I've had a lot of clients, um, an accountant, and I have another client with the strangest business. He does robotic tanker car cleaning. So he, you know, people actually die by cleaning tanker cars uh, because of the fumes. He has a robotics that comes in and does his tanker car cleaning. So what he's been doing is by reaching out every single day and they just go on LinkedIn, they find people and they say, Hey, listen, during this downtime, you know, it'd probably be helpful for us to jump on a five minute phone call and see if we can help each other. And then he gets on, he grows and expands the network. And then after you've had a good connection with somebody, you say, Hey, is, is there like one or like, can you think of one or two people who would benefit from, you know, me being able to help them or them being able to help me or whatever it is to make that network. And every time you 
connect with somebody, then you ask for a referral to somebody else. And you can, you know, this becomes very exponentially. It's a great analogy to the coronavirus, right? Like if you network with three people and they introduce you to two more people, now you're up to a network of nine people and it's exponential. You can also start your own podcast. You can do stuff like what you're doing here, Justin, and bringing people together. You can open up Facebook groups. You can do so much digitally in this day and age where there isn't really a fear of rejection because if you're, you know, if you're sending a lot of these things out and nobody gets back to you, it's not like when you're talking to somebody at a networking event in person and they go, you know what, I really need to go get another drink, that, you know, like when they have two in their hand. You know, that's, that's rejection, but digitally there's very little fear of rejection. So you can use all of these things to massively grow your network and come out the side, other side stronger. And, you know, going back to some of the great stuff that Brian said, at the end of the day, if you work on your fundamentals now, and you can use any sports analogy that you want, but if you, you know, like a football team, they focus on blocking and tackling, blocking and tackling. Those are the fundamentals that will help every single play in the game. And if you focus on your leadership, your ability to communicate, your ability to do video messaging, more important than ever before, your ability to network, your ability to understand other people, your ability to have empathy, your ability to um, do sales calls, and your ability to understand the basic principles of marketing, and also the ability to you know, improve the inefficiencies in your operating systems. So whether you're a restaurant on complete shutdown right now, but you, you are committed to coming back and not going under in this time, well, listen, you can be in there walking through, like how can we make every process in our business more cost efficient, more effective, better for the consumer? So you can be doing that. You can be tracking every sales call, figuring it in, in other businesses. And those you know, 10 fundamentals can be worked on for businesses that are actually busier at this time. And I know lots are. Um, and then businesses that are also just kind of in holding mode and then businesses that are really hurting but will come back and have a second chance. If you work on those fundamentals, you cannot help but get better in the long run. And remember, we're all here for the long haul. Anybody who's listening to this call is not you know, going to quit. And if you're not going to quit, well, you got to get better. Well, you're, you're exactly right, Craig. And that networking goes right back to, I was working with one of my clients. He spoke to the restaurants in New York City. He just, uh, he's got one location. He just opened a second. And obviously nobody's serving there. Nobody's at restaurants. And he goes, Justin, I don't know what I'm going to do. And we ultimately ended up looking for where the, where the consumers were, where the people were at, what he can do to serve, act out of that servant heart. And he ended up being able to network and connect with the director uh, of a hospital in New York City. Well, what's he doing now? He's serving everybody who's working. He's serving the nurses, the doctors, the people that are underserved. And so he all of a sudden created this new niche for himself. And who knows what it'll look like once that new normal comes around. But it's a way that he could get out and be able to provide what he was doing to everybody else. I wanted to get back to something you mentioned, uh, Craig, in terms of... Um, being uh, your ego and, and kind of getting shut down. And one of the big things, because this is something I had to really do when I, about three, four years ago, when I was taking that step out of professional sports, was I had, I had an ego, right? You, you think you know everything. You think you have, you have the confidence to be able to go on. You send a message, oh, I should get something back. Or, oh, I have the skills. And 
being able to say, I don't know, or being able to be humble and say, I need to learn how to market better. I need to learn how to use technology better. I need to, I, maybe I'm not there yet where I can launch something, but what can I do today that's going to better myself so that I can a month down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road, really do something that's going to make it better in this new normal. And John, what does, what would you, what would you say to that in terms of like that ego and breaking that ego down and, and, and turning it away from, uh, from really, because that's, what's holding you back. It's yourself. It's not the actual circumstance. It's you saying, I'm not willing to do that because I'm above that. Or my ego is standing in the way. Uh, there's an interesting line to walk <clears throat> because there is a necessary sort of almost it, when you're beginning at the very beginning, an almost delusional self-belief that you can o- overcome every obstacle, uh, and, and, you know, having this, this sort of mindset that allows you to, you know, it's what's called greater fool theory. The idea, it's this perfect blend of sort of confidence and self-delusion to believe you can succeed where others have failed. Now, obviously, you know, ultimately it comes down to like survivor bias. The people who just keep doing the thing ultimately are the one, the only ones who can succeed. But um, you also have to be willing to, to put the ego in the backseat. So uh, for me, it's always about... Um, just trying to lead with the idea that like i'm i'm curious and to to see what i could learn and within the context of of reaching out and building a network um <clears throat> it's it's an opportunity to to get better at the thing even if it's a failure so if you reach out and somebody says no and then you're like okay well how could i get better at, at outreach and also understanding that you know to just try not to take it personally detaching from your ego requires you to first recognize that it's there. And I think that in terms of just the linguistic sort of conversation, it's helpful for the people listening to realize that ego, when, when we talk about ego, we don't mean um, arrogance or conceit or even vanity. It's ego is the Latin word for I. It's simply the part of your psyche that recognizes itself as an independent functioning entity. Uh, there's, so once you recognize that, it's, it's also a realize that the recipe for you as a human is, is your experiences and your history and then your emotional reaction to those and then your perspective on both of those things. And so creating distance from that and getting to a place of neutrality or equanimity can be done through... Um, you know, psychology, through therapy, through through meditation, through uh, psychedelics, through journaling and writing. There's any any different number of ways, but the most important thing is to is to get to that place of objectivity. And and um, you know, a Stoic philosophy is is one way to do it. Um, but very very rarely does thinking you're better than anyone. It, let me rephrase it. <clears throat> In a, in a broad sense, believing that you are better than most people at a specific thing is helpful because it is what's going to propel you forward in moments of doubt. In a one-to-one setting, there's almost no benefit to believing that you're better than another individual. And so it, it's, it's helpful in a, uh, a, a, an adjacent context, but very unhelpful in an individual context. No, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. And that's such... You're such an intellect. I love it. <laughs> Some of these words, 
I'm sure people are going to have to look up, but. The Coaches Council is powered by Canine Brands, an all-natural, pure CBD company without THC that encompasses our passion for health, wellness, and fitness. Visit canibrands.com and use promo code TOGETHER30 to enhance your wellness journey. Pradeep, what do you see from, I know you deal specifically with men, and ego is so so often something that holds us back um, with what John spoke about, but it's also what propels us forward. And it's that dissonance between the two uh, that John was talking to. That How do you see that perpetuate itself and manifest itself in your clients? And how do you get them to overcome that, to see that success? And in, especially in this opportunity to innovate and win that, you know what, you might have to take a step back, learn something, know and believe that you are going to get to that next level and do something that's better and different than you've been doing before and just pivot. And a lot of times pivoting for people, if they're stubborn, if their ego's in the way, if they're not willing to learn, it's the first step to death really is what it is. And how do you communicate that? How do you convey that to people and give them the confidence to pivot, give them the confidence to step back and see things in a different way? Yeah, really good question. So I agree with John there in terms of the ego side. I think ego is perpetuated a lot by our circumstances as well. And it's perpetuated by the people around us. So even though we may feel like we are an indiv- a certain type of individual, the people around us will tell us that we're a specific type of individual. So you have to be very careful in terms of who you hang out with and whose insight you actually take in. And so, you know, it's very important at this particular time, hang around with the people that actually make you feel good that actually, you know, are, are positive thinkers from that standpoint. Uh, the other thing, ego is really funny. It's an interesting thing because we have this, uh, you know, I laugh because I'm, I'm very spiritual. Uh, but when we take a look at the concept of ego, for example, we need ego to exist, right? It's part of, you know, how we function as a human society, for example. But a lot of the reasons why ego actually exists is because we're always thinking about the future or the past. And so I think that's one of the biggest challenges with ego is we're challenged with, well, what if I do this and it doesn't work out rather than just focusing on what we can do at this particular moment. And that's what I coach uh, men on. I said, you know what? You can't change the future of the, uh, the, the past because it actually doesn't exist. You know, if you take a look at it from a physics standpoint, the maximum impact that you can have, the maximum power that you can have is at this particular moment at this particular time, what's right in front of you. And it's not even, you know, who's on the other side of the country, for example, it's right, it's right who's in front of you at this particular moment. Like right now, you guys are on the screen, I'm talking to you. My kids are in a different room, that's a completely different room. My focus, my power right now is speaking to you guys in the audience right now. That's what, what we need to focus on when it comes to um, not just letting go of our ego, but understanding what ego really is, is live, live in the moment and you're going to be actually able to let go of the ego that much more from that standpoint. No, I mean, that's just such a great point. And that how often do we talk about being present? And from that spirituality standpoint, you talk to uh, Buddha talks about it in Buddhism and it, it's one of the key elements Within that, um, I, I was reading a book uh, about uh, Rockefeller and how he actually, his business that he started had nothing to do with what he ended up being with that oil tycoon and everything that he ultimately did create. He had to pivot multiple times 
but simply by, again, understanding and being so present within that space and going back to what I talked about at the beginning, walking through that garden, seeing the weeds that were there, being able to rip them out and then reap the benefits from that. I think that's the biggest, the biggest takeaway here is if you want to innovate and you want to win and you want to be on the positive side, you have to take that ego and use it to your advantage, but not let it be the crippling effect to you. And uh, Brian, with a lot of the um, people that you work with and, and how you've had to pivot and change this, how do you deal with, or what is your response or what have you, how have you framed it? Uh, Craig, same with you with having to go online, with having to change what you do because your bread and butter, you've, you've been so prideful of this. You've created something, you've, you've done something that's been so strong. How do you frame it so that you can take the opportunity that's there, grab it and run with it? It's a great question. I think you first need to understand who you are to people. I'm not a gym to people. I'm not dumbbells to people. Um, I'm not someone who just gives them exercises. Uh, I'm a coach. Uh, we're coaches. That's what we do here. And so um, we're not, we not confined by four walls. And, um, and that becomes the biggest difference. If I understand when you know who you are, then, and you know really the value that you bring to people. Some, some people may think, oh, well, I come to this place. It's a gym. I use the equipment. And, uh, and they actually don't even realize the real value that you bring to them. And I think that is one of the biggest things that we've got a chance to re-educate with our own clients is the, the, the truest value we bring to them. We're their energizers. We're their educators. We're the ones who empower them. We're going to be the ones who stay engaged with them. We're going to be the ones who coach them through times like this, where we get a chance to truly be the lighthouse and leaders in their space that, you know, they didn't realize even the true value that, that even they knew that they were getting in this process. And so when we know who we are and what we deliver, now we, when we join up with our team, we say, guys, this is our time to shine. This is our time to show up who we know, always known we have been, who we coach ourselves to be, who we train to be every single day. And, um, and we feel like this is like our Super Bowl moment right now. And it doesn't mean that it's easy. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure in the playoffs. There's a lot of pressure in the Super Bowl. You know, you talk about these things in these Super Bowl moments, you, you know, you, you, when we're talking about ego, it's all relevant. You've got haters. You've got people who, haters, who are naturally going to bring you down. They're negative. They're going to complain. They're going to tell you all the stuff of ways you can't win. Like this group, people who are listening to this right now, this, this group right here, that's like the least relevant. Haters are not what pulls people down. Anybody who gets distracted by the haters never really wanted to be in the fight in the first place. Where, what brings people down is those who believe the hype. The greatest, the greatest fall that I've ever had in my life as an athlete and in, and in business is when I believed the hype. When I believed that I was, that I believed what everybody else was saying about me. Oh, you're great. You're this, you're that. That's when I became soft. That's when I got comfortable. And that's was when I became the most exposed. And so it's not about the haters. It's not about the hype. It's about the most important H being honest, being honest with yourself, understanding your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, understanding what you provide to people, understanding what you know that you don't do so well to people. So then you got to be a real pro. Now here's the real pro. Write this down, people. The real pro is being able to refer out other people who are in your network that you can't provide the skill set, but I know Craig can and Pradeep can and John can and Justin can because you're able to refer out in the right space. And um, 
And I think that's really what it comes down to. It's real simple. We, we didn't have to rebrand a story, do some cute, catchy phrases because it's been the same from day one. We're going to do what's best for you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to serve you the best that you need to be served. And we will find whatever that is. And if we can't, then we'll refer you to somebody who can. And every single time that we've even attempted to do that, people always want to stay with us for the most part because they know that our intentions are to serve them and take care of them. And that fundamental principle, if you are in any service space, coach, or anything of service at all, understand that concept, take care of your clients first, even if that means a temporarily short-term loss of them being gone somewhere else for you to serve them in the long term as a client. I've been in this business for 15 years and I've seen people come, I've seen people go, I've seen people come back, then go again, then come back because I'm playing a long-term game. So I'm okay taking a short L, but I'm, we're going to win in the long-term because we're always going to do the right thing. And doing the right thing for the right person is always the right thing. That's amazing, Brian. And for everybody out there, that's, that's what it comes down to is know who you are, know what your value is, know what you bring, identify your talents, identify your strengths. We've all said it here today. Stay in it for the long haul. Be willing to pivot. Be willing to serve. It, it goes for the mission statement of what the coaches council is. Hearts of servants, minds of warriors. That is where we are at is if you're willing to give to somebody else, if you're willing to find what you can do for somebody else, if you're willing to not compromise who you are, but be honest within that and generate true value, you will always win. And that's what winners do. Winners find the holes. Winners find the opportunities and they allow ego to fuel them rather than be that anchor that holds them down. So again, guys, amazing. I love the value we provide. I love that we're here for everybody. Again, make sure you're checking us out via Instagram on any of our uh, individual platforms. We talked about networking. We'll reach back out, tag coaches council, and we'll be sure to interact with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making the time to step up and take action. Stay hungry, stay humble. We'll see you next week.